KALW. Hi, I'm Ben Trefney, the news director for KALW. We work with people inside prison to make this series, Uncuffed. Since the COVID pandemic began, we haven't been able to go inside. But one of our producers, Chanton Bun, just got out. I'm going to hand it over to him now. Just last week, I was in San Quentin State Prison. And today, I'm a free man. There's a massive COVID outbreak in San Quentin. Over 1,300 people are sick. I, too, have COVID. I got paroled and expected to be in ICE detention right now. I still don't know why, but they didn't pick me up. If this is your first time listening to Uncuffed, usually we bring stories from the inside out. Because of COVID, the guys inside cannot make stories right now, and they're unable to call out either. Today on Uncuffed, we're going to flip it around. We are going to hear from family members and loved ones on the outside who have written letters to people on the inside. Dear Greg, what's up, buddy? Man, this is bittersweet. The last time we were together, we were celebrating my parole date. Now I'm free, but you and the rest of the fellas are going through a life and death situation. We are all praying for you guys in there. Stay strong and healthy. Love, bud. My dearest Hector, today marks 121 days since I last saw you hugged you, kissed you, and touched you. 14 days since I last spoke to you. We have been through some rough times these five years we've been together, but nothing quite like this. I miss you so much and just know that I pray for you every single day. I love you and I know you're worth the wait and I know one day we will be together and the distance will be a thing of the past. Until then, I will be here waiting for you. Love, your wife. Dear Luke, hi buddy, it's been way too long, I know. I don't even recall if I sent you a note with that $100 gift onto your books back in 2015. Well, a lot has happened since then. I passed on auditioning for Hamilton because I was going to school full time. I've been waiting to start as a mechanic at the post office any day now but I might just blow it all off to go to auditions in Southern California real soon. Lots of stuff happening, just not in front of an audience. We did a big project for Marin Shakespeare on the Zoom app, Romeo and Juliet, complete and unabridged. I got to play Lord Montague. I got to go, Luke. Hopefully I can get on your visitors list. Love, brother, John. Dear Abraham, you told me so many positive things. I love that you're a writer and that you've completed your first story. I've been really thinking about our dad a lot and about our Puerto Rican roots. Been learning about the Tainos. It would be so cool to get another phone call from you. I want to hear you play one of your songs. You know, dad wrote songs too, and you're so much like him. There's so much more to say. I have a new cat, his name is Ferdinand. He has a girlfriend. Her name is Faith. A cute thing that happens is Faith comes over, steals one of Ferdinand's toys, 
and they're just really cute together. I love you, and as Dad would always say, God loves you and your family loves you. Your sister, Veronica. Terry, I've written hundreds of letters in my 25 plus years of incarceration, but this letter is the hardest I've ever written. Reading your letter from inside San Quentin, while now me being on the outside, leaves me with survivor's guilt. Why, I ask myself. When I last left San Quentin, it was my job as a member of the San Quentin Fire Department to help those in need. And now, one of my brothers I care about the most, I can't do a damn thing for. I didn't think I had trauma from having done CPR over 40 times in San Quentin. But now, with what's happening, I can see every one of those blank faces. Tragically, after reading your letter, I have nightmares of seeing your face. Do you remember teaching me to play Scrabble? All the long hours of just you and I playing Scrabble, a black and white guy forgetting we're ever incarcerated. All the arguments we used to have when we wouldn't talk to each other for a couple hours just to come back and realize we weren't really mad at each other. Your letter felt like a goodbye letter, but it can't be. You will fight to survive because that's what you've always done. This is but one moment in time. I know it's easy for me to say out here, so I won't push. It's ground zero and seems as though there is no help coming. But I, we, will fight. I will use my every word for whoever will listen in solidarity and real brotherhood. Your brother, Rashid. Dear son, as you sit in your cell, quarantined after testing positive for COVID-19, I want to take a moment to let you know how loved you truly are. I am very proud of the way you are working to become your authentic self. I am sure this will lead to inner happiness. Know that you are in my thoughts and heart at all times. I think about you often and miss having you here with us. Just remember to stay well and focused. Love, Mom. Larry, hey baby, how was my love doing today? I hope and pray that you are doing well and taking care of yourself. It has been 463 days since I have been able to hug and kiss you. The day you called and told me that you tested positive for COVID, I was so worried about you and your health and safety. I remember the day we met at work 19 years ago when you were the manager of the building maintenance crew at my work. When I was working in the back of the store, I thought you were attractive. You asked me for my number and I was ex so excited when you called me. You have always treated me like a queen. We would go to IHOP and spend hours talking. We had plans to get married once you got moved from reception. I have the rings, but now with COVID in prisons, our plans have been put on hold for who knows how long. I can't wait to marry you, baby, and spend the rest of our lives together. I pray for your health and safety daily. I want you to know that I love you with all my heart and soul. I am dedicated to you and us forever. I miss you so much, baby, and I can't wait to see you again. Love your fiance, Aaron Wallace. Hey son, how are you doing? This is your mom, Shelly. I'm praying for you and everyone else in San Quentin. Sorry I can't take care of you as far as physically. You know we love you and done put the blood of Jesus to remove this COVID-19 from everywhere, including your body, son. I have everyone writing the governor to do something about this because 
faith without works is dead. And your mom is doing the footwork as best I know how. Just keep your head up and your faith, son. My trash is overflowing and you need to come empty it. Love your mom, your sisters, and your brother, Michael, and your dad. Bye. Mi vida, mi papi chulo. Oh, how I miss the days of holding you in my arms and your lips kiss me and your smile that lights up my heart. Reuniting will be so joyous. I know, my love, it's going on five months of no real time in sight of when the kids and I could touch you, hug you, kiss you. You are all I think about and the letters are not enough. This is so sad and so heartbreaking. I hear stories from families and all I can do is listen to the horror of the unknown, listen to the fear in their voices. I never felt so useless. I try to get answers about their loved ones, but how can you argue with the system that is made to keep people incarcerated? There's no democracy in that. Families wait every day for mail on the edge waiting for the answers. Is my loved one next? What is there left to give? What is there left to do? All I could do is tell you I love you. And I cling to the letters you send me until it is safe for you to get out and call me. I need to hear from you. I love you. I miss you. Say your prayers. God bless you. Good night. Love me. Hi, Daddy. I miss you. I've been waiting to see you. I just want COVID to go away. I miss our time together on weekends. I'll always look forward to our time together. I miss the most our family visits. You would barbecue with me. I miss the time we went camping at family visit. You put your jacket on the floor. Outside, we will talk under the stars and listen to the coyotes howl. You told me, don't worry. They won't come in because you will wrestle them. I miss that you would hug me, kiss me, goodnight. I miss helping you make breakfast. I miss you i miss your face your hugs i miss your kisses and love love you daddy have a good day Hey, my love, I hope when you hear this, you're having a good day or as good as it can be during this time. I just want to tell you that I love you with all my heart and I miss you more than anything. I miss our visits, our phone calls, our hugs. I miss laughing with you and I just miss being with you. If I would have known March 7th would be the last time I would see you for this long, I would have stayed regardless of work. 
I hope you know that on the days that feel the heaviest, the days I feel like quitting, it's you who keeps me going. Your strength and your resilience through all of this gives me strength to keep fighting. I'm so proud of you for how far you have come, and I hope you remember that we did not come this far just to come this far. Like we always say, every day is a day closer to you being home with us. Me and the girls are doing well and just need you to remain focused and take care of yourself. Always remember to keep God in your heart, for he will fight for you. He will see us through this. I love you more than anything, my love, regardless of how long till we see each other again or how long till I hear your voice. I'm thinking of you and fighting for you always. I got you forever. XOXO, Honeybun. Michael, as you know, my love, the 28th of this month is our eighth wedding anniversary. I knew the day I said I'd do that there would be some challenges, but this, my love, has been the most difficult two weeks in recent memory. COVID has stormed the walls of where you are, and there is nothing I can do about it. I still don't know your test results. I can't help but fear that after all we've been through, I may never see you again. You are my world, my love, and I need you here with me. We have sacrificed so much, and you continue to show not only me, but all those around you, that you deserve a second chance. I pray God protects you and all the men around you, and I pray God gives us families the strength and the words to say to bring you home. I love you, and I miss you, my love. Love, Misty. Dear Rashad, how are you holding up, brother? We are out here still fighting and staying diligent in this fight for justice. I know during our last call, you know, after court, you seemed a bit quiet and disappointed. Man, I can't imagine your feelings, but I can tell you, we are doing everything in our power to get you safe, especially with your health. How are your wounds healing? Are they giving you the medical support you need during this pandemic? I know that you're more vulnerable due to COVID, which I told your attorney over and over again. Since you were shot point blank in the chest by the sheriff back in November of 2018, you knew recovery wasn't gonna be easy. I know that you are in pain and you're dealing with the impact of trauma and the car crash. If you were only met with medical support when the police arrived, you would have never been shot in the first place. I know that you need extra support while you're sitting in jail and I'm doing my best brother to get you the support you need. Look, I really hate hearing you cry. I know you feel defeated and wanna come home, but we have to stop this institutional abuse of power and stop jailing our black and brown brothers and sisters for being victims of police brutality. You know, I've been watching a lot of documentaries, reaching out to so many folks, because I'm like, where's the marches? Where's the frustration for all that been victims who have no support? Trust me, I'm working on it and I love you. Hold strong, hold tight. I'm here, Shadi. I love you. So stay strong, shoot me a letter back telling me how you're doing and how your medical support is going. Love you, big sis, Shani Poo. Dear him, dear Anthony, it's been a long four months, starting to go a little stir crazy. I pulled out old letters last night. I laid in bed with the white and black box, you know, the one I keep all your letters in and just read for like two hours straight. I get letters from you now and I don't open them right away. I used to rip right into them. When I get one now, I hold on to it knowing that new words are the best words. Silly, right? I hold on to them sometimes for a couple of days even. Hey, look, I know this crappy virus and shutdowns and cancel visits have been hard, and I know some days are harder than others, but I really couldn't do this with anybody else. 
We will look back on this one day and be so grateful to know we can survive just about anything. And hey, it's a hell of a love story to tell our grandkids one day. Anyway, it's not all terrible. It's the 4th of July as I write this, and Jada, Jaden, and Adi are taking Clay outside to set off a box of fireworks that Jennifer dropped off. Any holiday, birthday, or anniversary feels especially weird these last four months, and celebrating American independence in the midst of all this is just a bit too Twilight Zone-ish for me. It's 9.30 at night now. The kids just went outside. I plan on working until probably 1 in the morning and then going to bed. I just wanted to make sure that I got off a letter to you and reminded you that I love you. You are here with the five of us always. You're in almost every daily conversation. Your son misses you and talks about you often. I'm so proud of you, babe. Please just keep doing what you're doing because it's all good stuff and the kids and I couldn't be prouder. This moment in our lives will one day just be a memory but it'll be the memory of how we got through the biggest thing that has happened in our lifetime and for at least a hundred years before this. We were made for this I love you more than all of the words and all of the books and all of the world. Love her. Love Alicia. Dear Danny, I miss you, man. I'm thinking about you a lot these days and hoping that you're safe. The idea that my exceptionally bright and curious and compassionate cousin could be killed by COVID sweeping through a prison feels like one more injustice in a long string of them. I remember playing soccer together and wrestling as kids. We had that same insatiable desire to run around, and you were unendingly kind and patient with your little cousin when I wanted to tag along. I remember being seven or eight and roughhousing together I accidentally pushed you into my mom's living room window and it broke. You took responsibility for it. You said the broken window was your fault. You were loving and protective and all the things someone could hope for in an older cousin. It seems profoundly unfair that you started using as a kid, that your mom was an addict, and that you spent most of your life in different versions of incarceration without having committed a violent crime. I try hard to remember that as unfair as your situation feels, there are other people who are worse off and that even within troubled institutions, there's kindness and there are people who are trying their best to keep you safe. I wish you could be out in the world right now. It's terrible and chaotic in lots of ways, but there are also signs of humanity and progress that I really wish you could see. Here's hoping that day comes very soon. Love, Dario. I wanna tell my husband, you're physically incarcerated but I thank God that your mind is not incarcerated. You are such a loving, caring man, and I I respect you to the fullest. And I know it's just a matter of time where you'll be released and, and we can live life like the way you should. So stay encouraged, sweetie. I love you. I support you. And whatever I can do on the outside to help you and the other inmates, I'm willing to do. Oscar, it's been 119 days since I've seen you, hugged you, or kissed you. I miss your smell and your ability to make me laugh regardless of the circumstances. I've noticed in your absence that I've become dependent on your advice and encouragement. I know quite well that I'm capable of functioning without it, but I don't want to. It comforts me to have your support. It makes me feel like whatever happens in this messed up world, we have each other to battle it out. I worry about you constantly. 
But I know deep down you'll be okay because we are meant to live a long, happy life full of love. I've been fighting for you out here and I'll continue that fight until the day I die. Love, Miss Segovia. Song, my love, my light, our world. Babe, we miss you so much. And there's no words to describe the unbearable pain of being separated from you these last four months and with no end date in sight. You don't know this, but we've driven by the facility multiple times, two hours each way, for nothing more than just to be close to you. And so the kids feel like they saw their dad. You mean that much to us? And though we're apart, I try to remind myself it's only physical, for they can't take our love away. Our kids talk about you every day, and we talk about our next family visit. Hi, Dad. It's Boogie. I love you, and I miss you so much. There's so much to tell you, so much to say. I can't wait to see you. I heard they might have video games now, so we have to play them together and totally eat pizza. Don't worry, I'll teach you how to pwn everything. We have a Nintendo now for Suki's birthday. Mom got us one. I'm so excited to play with you. Can we eat pizza? We should eat pizza and play together. Mom and Suki can have burritos, but we have our pizza. Millie the cat would pick pizza over burritos for sure. Love you, Dad. We miss you. Don't forget about us. This isn't easy at all. The days we don't hear from you and the fear that grows wondering if you're sick, if you're on quarantine, all the what ifs. And some days, I don't sleep at all missing you. Especially now that COVID is inside those walls, our walls. Because half of our heart is in Solano. Hey dad, it's Suki. We miss you. I love you dad. I hope you're okay. We're all so scared and worried. They keep telling us no visits. Will we ever see you again? I just want to see you. I miss you so much. We need our family hug in time. And I want to beat my brother in guard games on the weekends with you. I have my birthday. Mom brought your photo out next to my cake so you could be there when I blew out the candles. I wish for you to come home. Millie misses you too, as she knocked her picture over and lay down on it. Today is July 4th. We're supposed to go see you today. If you were home, we'd be setting off fireworks tonight. I like the little bright color ones and the sparklies, but the exploding tire Buddha one is the one that we do out for finale, and it makes me happy. We're lifers with you. And so I have no idea when we will be allowed to see you again. But I hope one day you hear this recording and know how much you are missed and how much you mean to us and how much we love you. You are our world. And one day, one day, we will have uninterrupted family time. We can't wait for that day. Stay strong, my love. 
Okay, Dad, I gotta go. I hope this reaches you one day. Millie said meow. I love you so much. It's Suki, over and out. Those were the voices of Chantan Bun, Clara Garcia, John Neblet, Veronica De Jesus, Rashid Lockhart, Jamie Tafoya, Aaron Wallace, Shelley Warren, Benet and Jovina Vihar, Annalisa Ruiz, Misty Artiega, Shante Franco Clausen, Alicia Montero, Dario Abramskin, Rennie Segovia, Tammy McGee, and Hana, Hiro, and Suki Yang. This episode was produced at KALW by Nina Gensler-Debs, Gabe Graben, Angela Johnston, and Eli Wirtschafter. Our theme music is by David Jossi. If this is your first time listening to Uncuffed, please go back and check out the other episodes made by the team inside San Quentin and Solano prisons. Our training program is supported by the California Arts Council and the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. Thank you for listening. I'm Ben Trefney. I'm Chanton Bun. I'm COVID positive, but I'm free. <laughs>